I'm in a new area away from home with Charlie Brown again. And we're walking. Charlie Brown is fairly independent. He does not have a great understanding or it's not the most important thing for him in his world to pay attention to me all the time. And this is not uncommon with puppies and dogs. So we have to understand that getting a dog's attention isn't something they do because they have to. It's something that they do because they want to. So if we want them to pay attention to us more, we have to do more things to make them want to pay attention. We have to make that rewarding and positive in their life. So part of what I'm doing is I am going through a training period with him right now where I'm the easy payout slot machine. And what I mean by that is when he looks at me every time, when he checks in with me every time, I give him a treat. Not because I'm going to do this forever. I'm not. But I want his default when he has a question in his mind about what should I do to be like, well, mom's interesting. The lady's interesting. The lady usually has something for me. So if I don't know what else to do with myself in this moment, let me look and see if the lady has something for me. I let him stare at what he wants to stare at for as long as he wants to stare at it. Unless he's pulling on the leash, it's fine with me. The leash gets tight. Maybe I change directions or do something to make myself interesting. So he looks at me, he comes in close. I'm also with a puppy like this, an independent dog or one that just doesn't have the associations yet. I am gonna make that dog come in very close to me to get the treat. I'm not going to teach that dog how long my arm is. I'm literally putting the treats down by my knee. That's about the nose level of this dog, but touching my body. The puppy has to come close enough to touch me in order to get the treat. And if I wasn't recording this podcast right now, so I had both hands free, some of the times when I have him in close giving him the treat, I'd be touching his collar and then letting go of his collar so that he starts to associate someone touching his collar, holding his collar, doesn't have to have an equal sign with being restrained or the end of fun or no more freedom because those are not rewarding experiences. Those are the kind of experiences that encourage them to play keep away with you, make it hard to catch them, make it hard to be where you want when you need them or in an emergency to have them come close to you. They're 
they don't see the danger maybe and all they recognize is, oh, this is that fun game where I play keep away. So these are good exercises at the beginning when you're just teaching a new dog, a new puppy, to pay attention to you, that you are valuable, that you are significant. Good boy, Charlie Brown. Yep, I'd be touching his collar. I've got a couple of treats, giving them to him. I dropped them on the floor, on the ground, in the grass. So while he's rooting around getting those treats, now I'm touching his collar. I problem solved my way out of only having one hand free. These early stages of building attention are so important. And it's not a window that you miss if you don't start right away. It's easiest to start with a puppy and the younger the puppy, the easier it is to start the habit. But you can start that habit at any time. You just have to not be stingy in the beginning about rewarding what you want. The more you reward what you want, the more you'll get what you want. And the more the habits and the routines start to revolve around what you want which gives you more things to say good dog about than bad dog. And isn't that the key to the relationship we want to build? 